Welcome back to No Chill with Gilbert Arenas. We out here for All-Star Weekend at Dog Outpost. And we got some basketball royalty in the building. Uh, I first met this man, I was playing with the K-Swiss Pacers. You was on the older <laughs> squad. We used to really look up That's to right. you, revere you as just a legend. <laughs> Four-time All-NBA, uh, finals MVP and a champion. Played for the Celtics, unfortunately, but we know, you, we know where your heart was. We know where your heart was. We got the truth in the building, Paul Pierce. What's going on? What's up, y'all? What up? What up? What up? So before we get into the nitty-gritty of the interview, I have to ask you, now that we got you here, you had one of the flossiest curls in L.A. Hoops history. What product were you using back in those days to get the curl like that? Hey, look, I ain't gonna lie. Once I put the S curl in, I started getting the girls. He said, I started you know, Look, Jodeci, remember Jodeci, they yeah, had the yeah. S curl. I said, let me get mine like that faded up. Ooh, that changed my life. <laughs> <laughs> so you were inducted into the Hall of Fame in 2021, named one of the NBA's 75 greatest players of all time. When you were younger, did you ever think that your career would end up the way that it did? Man, you know what? When you are younger, I don't, I don't even think you really think about it. You know what I'm saying? Because it's, it's a process when you're growing as a player. It's like, all right, I want to get to college. Mm. All right, once you get to the college, you're like, all right, I want to get to the league. And I just think you put in the work and, and you go as hard as you can. And at the end of the day, when it's all over, you see where you fall. Yep. And that's really what it is. You make your little short-term goals. Like I said, oh, I want to be, for me, being in the hood, you're like, all right, I want to go D1, Division One. Nobody nobody was going Division One. Yep. You know, about if you got 100 kids in L.A., Three of them going D1. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? High D1. And so that was the first goal. Then, you know, once I got there, I started believing I could make it to the league. And then when I got to the league, I'm like, shit, I could be one of the best. Sure. So we in Cleveland now, All-Star Weekend. You have some, some opinions of Cleveland. Uh, I can't stand this city. I ain't going to lie. <laughs> I had a lot of playoffs out here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I had to sit miserable in that hotel with nothing to do. <laughs> then as an ESPN analyst, coming here four straight years. I ain't gonna lie, man. Even this is the worst city in America. Hey, man. Hey. Y'all can hate me. I'm used to being the villain anyway, so whatever. <laughs> it was funny as a, I was saying the same thing. I was like, I played here three, you know, three playoff series. Yeah. I was like, what did you do in Cleveland? <laughs> Nothing. I got food poisoning one time at one of these restaurants. Oh, man. <laughs> they MJ'd you? They got you with the MJ? <laughs> Straight up. <laughs> You're L.A., obviously, Inglewood, we love you, but you grew up in Oakland, moved, moved to L.A. when you were, like, 11 years old. You yeah. said you didn't really like basketball that much kind of growing up. When did you fall in love with the sport? Well, when I got to L.A., all, all my friends in L.A., that's all they did was hoop. You know, I grew up playing football and baseball. I was a big kid. My brother uh, was in the baseball. So, like, when I got here and I was in the school meeting friends, it was like that's all they did on the weekend in L.A. The kids, we walked to the playground on, on the weekend, and we going to play basketball so it's just like it's either you, you, you get in or get left out yeah. and so it's like shoot I'm gonna start hooping then I joined the Inglewood YMCA because that's what all my friends was doing it was like yeah we're gonna sign up for the Y and I was like all right I'm, I'm in <laughs> so you know that's what gathered my love for, uh, for hooping uh, I played baseball and football all the way up until ninth grade then once ninth grade came I just went full-blown uh, basketball and, you know that's the difference between back when we we was coming up like right now is everybody got trainers. Everybody, yeah. <laughs> everybody got trainers and don't play basketball. Right. right. You know. Right. You know. So yeah, y'all probably have more skill, individual skill than us. But you wasn't better basketball player. We no. knew how to play because we we played on the weekend. Soon as we woke up, to they kicked us out of the gym or the right. lights came on. Like we played all day all the time. basketball all like day. against grown-ups again you know yeah. just see this is what my my observation of yeah the players today for sure got more skills but they like the creativity mm -hmm. they like the creativity think about it like if you look at the game today you don't see nobody like 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 a magic who just like damn he fun to watch i mean he fun watching you know the guy all guys do is shoot threes now and done like, who's that player? You just like, damn, like, white chocolate. Yeah, yeah. Man Davis, you. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Just had that creativity with that game. Because we played all the time. We played. We was in the park. We was in the gym. Mm -hmm. You know, we don't, I don't see that no more. Yeah, I'll be telling my son, I said, that's, I said, if me and you matched up, you're done. And I said, because the reason you're done is you're playing AAU basketball. I said, when we go to the park, you're just trying to get on. 
Yeah. And then when you get on, you don't have the ball in your hand. Right. You got to learn how to play with adults. You right. got to backdoor. You got to set screens. You got to rebound. You got to do all this little stuff to add to them so they can pick you up next week. All that, right. you give me the rock and shooting, and this uh, man, and then we lose, you got to sit 15 games. Adults ain't playing. Nah, you got to go home. <laughs> you got to go home. Right? Hey. So you got to learn how to, you got to learn how to, that's like the, the first time you got to learn how to adapt. You know, you got to learn how to adapt, and then from there, once you start getting your own, you start working out yourself, you done played against this group, the Mexican group came in, the little Asian oh. group came in, and you done played against, you know, right? They don't understand what you're talking about, y'all. You know, you got, you no, look, it was just Parker Eagle, where I would just go just to play against the Mexican homies. Yep. Yep. And I knew they was going to foul all day, and I couldn't call foul. Yep. So now, that got me used to just playing with contact. Yeah, yeah. Playing with contact, you know what I'm saying? I purposely used to do that on the weekend. Oh, like, that's what I said. You gotta, you gotta be a real hooper to understand that certain times, certain uh, groups came. Yes, right? certain yes. groups came. Yeah. And then if you, if you're a real hooper who's at the park, you're learning how to play. Like, yeah, I'm. Yep. You know, they pick me up early on this group, so right, I, you know, right. I'm gonna be there early. This group, you know, I gotta wait three, four games. This group, I'm gonna have to wait two hours before I get a late group. But you, you lose, you might as well go home. Yeah, you might as well go home. You mentioned playing at the Inglewood Y. You know, for those that don't know, Inglewood Y produced. A ton of balls that come out of the city, but the, the joint, the gym was small as shit. Like it was, oh yeah, it was probably like a little bit bigger than a half. Probably court. only could be, fit like twenty fans. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and then, you know, louder shit, the echo. But what do you remember about playing playing those Inglewood Wide days and some of the guys you grew up playing against? Man, let me tell you something. When people don't even know what produced, what came out of the Inglewood Wide, myself, Baron Davis, Andre Miller, Jason Hart. Bill Palacio, like five, six pros. We, we all in the same era out of the Inglewood Wide. And this is when I first met Baron Davis uh, at the Inglewood Wide. He was on a younger team. I was, I was on an older team. Uh, and I was playing for the K-Swiss Pacers, a local team, traveling ball team. So I'm looking at this little sixth grader. He's dominating all these kids. I'm looking like, damn. We need a point guard. We need to pick him up right here. <laughs> so I brought the coach down. We watched him. Weeks later, Baron, sixth grade, was starting on the eighth grade team. Mm. Oh, he was that good. I was like, this kid is amazing. He was dominant. I mean, he didn't look like he did as a kid. He was, you thought he was going to grow to be like a little skinny, short kid. He had to build an Allen Iverson, shorter yeah. than everybody, but faster than everybody, could get the ball up, handles. And he, he was amazing. And just to see... You know, us all grew up into pros from where we coming from yeah. the bottom. It, it, it was just, just, when you look at, back at it, it, it's crazy. So you mentioned the K-Switch Pacers, and, uh, you know, you've told the story before, but I remember as a kid, I was on a super younger team, like 11, 12, and 9. It was going into your senior year. They bring KG out. And KG, at that point, was already kind of a star just in the basketball circle. Yeah. This is back in the day. We didn't really know what was going on across the country. But KG came out, and you tell the story about how y'all was in the, the cab, and y'all did the ditch, but... <laughs> How y'all set his big ass up like that? How, how long did it take him to get out that cat? He's like seven feet at that time. Before KG moved to Chicago, he was from South Carolina. I don't know if people know that. So he was a country kid. He came to the city, and before we even go to Vegas, I'm driving him down Crenshaw. You know, I'm trying to show him around. He like, this LA. You know, I'm taking him in the hood. He like, so country hood is different from city hood. So he looking at this like, this too fast paced. You know, we get him, it's me, guys like said term. We all go to Vegas. We all on the squad. We shoot dice in the room. He looking at this like, you know, KG country boy, dog. I'm talking about straight country kid. So we like, all right, we about to go to Circus Circus. We all jump in. We don't even tell him we gonna run. Mm -hmm. But this is, this is, we been doing this every year. Cause we only, all between us all, we probably got $20 between 10 of us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I got $2, he got five. He got, <laughs> so we don't want to burn our money on the cab. We're going to burn it on the circus circus. Yeah, yeah. So we jump in, we go, we get the circus circus, are we here? I'm like, all right, we're going to dip as soon as he stops. So we open the door, he's like, what? And we all go running. <laughs> we all go running. He the tallest, right? So we go running. I remember we dip in, we hide in the store until the coast is clear. And when I tell you when it was over, he was like, man, Pete, don't ever do that to me again. It's heart going fast. I was like, man, that's how we do, man. We got to save money. And that was an introduction to, from a South Carolina kid to the West Coast boys.
That's why you said the Cali kids. So the Cali kids. Where's where his big ass gonna hide at? Is what I was always wondering. Like he's seven feet tall. What's he gonna duck? We went to like a bathroom, and then we went to like a store. Oh no, we, was, we that was that was Vegas. That's what you yeah. did. <laughs> and just just walking around circus circus all Man. night. You didn't need no bread. Just no bread. Around. No bread. Right. Just walking no around. bread. Just hearing clink clink video games and everything. Right, right. Slide a little quarter in the slot yeah, machine yeah. real quick, try to, you know, come up real quick. I did. One time we pulled the slot machine and we won, but we underage. So they came up, we couldn't get the money. So yeah. we had to run <laughs> and let the money go. So let's fast forward now. You got the Truth EYBL squad. What does it mean for you now to give back to this next generation of LA Hoopers? Man, I think that's everything for, you know, for the older generation who's done playing, who, who, uh, who aspires a new generation. And I think it's important because, like, for me, I look at these kids today, and they and I run a program to where we don't baby our kids. Mm -hmm. You know, we're going to teach them hard work. We're going to teach them a competitive drive and a family environment. Because I, I could have had major kids that's in the league today, mm -hmm. but they so... They on a different path with the rest and the parents and the money yeah, yeah. behind AAU that I didn't ever go that route. I could have paid some guys to play with me. Mm -hmm. You know, guys like Jalen Green or a few other guys that made the league that was on my team for like a week or two. Yeah. It was like, you know what, we're not going to go that route. So it's cool for me to give back and, and give it to the kids that really want it, that really want to be nurtured about the game of basketball, about what it's really all about. And it's a way to give back to my community. Yeah, you know something as you know, because I'm, you know, my kids are in AAU, it's like the habits of the bad habits that's in AAU are coming from parents that they have no idea. They kids never made it. They didn't make it. And it's like, how are you guys have all these answers and you have all these things that you're trying to put into this, this organization and you, you got all this and you have no study on it. They're doing what everybody else doing. And you're doing what everybody. Someone told you, oh, I, I, held my, I held my son back, this and this. Now you want to hold your son back? His son ain't producing that. His son sucks. <laughs> the son is 16 in the eighth grade, right. averaging 10. Like, he ain't even dominating this. Right. Why are you listening to this? Right, like, right. This is, I just sit there and watch this over. You got, now you got the, 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 the platinum squad and the gold squad and they're like, the best, not, the best 10 play. Like, I remember, yeah. like, if you play high school basketball, and you was a ninth grader, right? You just being on that team, we knew you were good. Yeah, yes. We knew, yes. if you made a, a traveling team and you was on the ninth, ninth grade, grade yep. you was the shit. You was like, oh yeah, buddy must be real because at that point it's like, you're traveling, so it's 11, it's 11 grade seniors, yes. super sophomores, so yeah. you know, the, so that's what made you good. Right. You know, now you're just breaking off 20 brackets just to make a kid feel good so you can yeah. get his money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you got the elite squad, the, the, the regular squad, and then the, the I, I see what you're saying. That's what I said. Like, with Pump, like, you have a big program. Pump, I was on the C-Squad. It was me and Dunleavy on the C-Squad. I don't even know what the A-Squad looked like. Right. I right. wasn't even good enough for the A-Squad. So the C-Squad was the weak squad. Yeah, we was C-Squad. It was the weak squad. That's what I'm saying. But two NBA players came right. from the C-Squad. Right. You know what I mean? That's why I never played against you in, in high school. Yeah. I wasn't on that level. <laughs> well, I'm a couple years ahead of you, too, though. But, like, like even Baron Davis. But I was never on a traveling team yeah. that, that was that good. Trust me, you wasn't going to play against my team. We was local. We wasn't going nowhere oh. anyway. K-Swiss. We going to Compton and Carson in Vegas. And like, like, like Southern Cal All-Star. Like... Oh, yeah, but I did play with California seniors. Oh. Ricky Price, Toby Bailey. Jimmy yeah, yeah, see, I played yeah. with them. And like you said, I was the youngest on the team. I was just on the bench, yeah. you know, learning <laughs> from them. Like, all right, they the top players in the, in, the, in the country, but I'm getting to practice against them every day. And that's, that's getting me, like, all right, I'm getting motivated now. Now I'm watching to see what I got to do, what I got to do to get better. That was good for me, and I developed from that. And I think that's what's missing. They're creating so many teams, and it's all just watered down. Like it's yeah. just so watered down that it doesn't even make it. It's like it's like the park league. It's like yeah. you just, it's like a advanced park league when yeah. before it was like no, we got ten spots. You gotta make this spot. I don't care how old you are. You better make it. Like yeah. all right. What's the hardest thing about the AU? And it, it ain't even got nothing to do with on the court. 
the parents. parents. Oh, oh. <laughs> oh, the parents. The parents. That's why I can't. That's why I don't want. I don't want to coach. The parents. I don't. I want because every parent like, why you ain't playing my? Because he sucks. <laughs> I don't even. To be honest, I don't even know how he made it to AAU. I don't. Right. Like, there's. Where's the farm stuff? Like, right. your son should be at the Park League. Let's go to Calabasas Park. <laughs> that's where he should be. You know, maybe when he gets a little older, he can try over it. But he is not like, this is what you want me to play? And I'm like, I, right. I can't do this, man. Right, this, right. Is, this is unrealistic basketball. <laughs> I had a parent say, yeah, my son going to get me out of the hood. He's eight. Right. He's eight years old. What do you mean out of the hood? <laughs> what kind of pressure does this no, kid it, have? The game be changing because... The parents, you know, you got to look at your kid as an investment because when kids started coming out of high school, it was just like it sped up the process. Yeah. So now you started looking at kids all the way from like fourth grade. grade. Yep. You know, before you didn't really look at a kid that young. You know, yep. you started seeing around ninth grade. Yep. But once they started coming out of high school, you're like, damn, okay, fifth grade, you got to start nurturing this <laughs> yeah, kid. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that's, that's what it is. Now it became, it became such a business. Exactly. It became such a business like... Now you got these kids, like, like, which is hurting because you don't get no stability. Now this kid, the coach didn't play him. He just got on the team. The coach didn't play him the way he thought. Now he going to transfer. Thinking it's now he going to transfer. And tra like, now, now he's not used to ever competing for anything. Right. And then when he makes it to the, 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 the NBA and then the coach don't play him, he don't know how to react now. Now you wonder why this big stud in high school just fell right. apart in the NBA because he never had to stand on his feet. Right. Mom's always, pops always push him to another team where, you know, he's getting baby. Like, nah, you got to go through a process. Absolutely. To get to the level, you got to go through a process. Absolutely. Absolutely. Do you feel like these kids have too much pressure put on? It feels like nowadays, it's like, he's the best first grader in the country. And it's like, y'all rating like seven-year-olds, like they, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, it feels like it's way too much on that side of it. And I think that starts with parents' heads. Because it's, it's like a competition early on. We didn't really have that until you got uh, to high school. Well, you got to understand, once they start getting good, the pressure comes because now you got social media. Mm -hmm. Now you're looking like, okay, you got this ninth grader got one million followers now. You know, you see a guy like Mikey Williams, mm -hmm. the kid in high school. It's like now, it's like, he got to make it to the league. It's almost. And if he don't, man, yeah, you know what I'm saying? So the pressure is... You thought LeBron had pressure. These the top kids now, they got pressure, especially if they're looking at you like that. Then you getting paid this NIL. They expecting you to be there. And if you don't make it, what does that do to the to that person? I'm glad you said that because that's what people don't understand. You're putting so much pressure on these kids, and you don't realize they have a thought process too. Mm -hmm. So when you're saying, are right, we gonna hold you back to get you better? He mentally knows, like, mm -hmm. yeah, I'm good, but I'm, 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 I'm not good like him, and we the same right. age. Right. We the, like, same, we the same, same age, and he's busting my ass, but right. I'm in a lower right. grade, so yeah, I'm number one. But mentally, he knows. Every time he sees that dude, his, 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 his shit goes down a little bit. Like, so, like, if you're a high school kid right now, and you're 17, in high school, yeah, just 17, we're not even talking 18, 19. We're saying 17. The best 17-year-old in the country, the best two 17-year-old country, is Scoop. He's in the D-League. Amani Bates is in college. So if you're a junior in high school or sophomore in high school, those are the megalodons of right. your age group. Right, right. So and you're still the, down here. You're still down here. <laughs> no matter if you're ranked number one, whatever. Those yeah. are the two megalodons of your age. Right. When you meet them, they're going to be so in front of you that you're just going to just like, ah. Well, some guys, it's, it's late. Late, late, late. late blue, blue, yeah, the late, blue, you late, late, late blue. And, you know, I, I, everybody's trying to give a son or a, chance. Or a player their best chance. Yeah, the best chance. And I'm not even mad at it because the money is too big now. Yeah. Like you said, it's a business, but the money too great. <laughs> Think about this. The, like, your role players is making 80 now. When we played, the, the stars was making 80. Yeah, yeah. Like, so if you got a chance to say, all right, I'll be a 3 and D. I'll hold him back. Mm -hmm. He's 21 years old in the, in the 12th grade. <laughs> He's going to get drafted, though. Yeah. He can make 10 million. That's good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <That's, laughs> yeah, that. Got it. So, you know, I feel both ways of it. 
And I'm not mad at it because think about it as a young black kid, how else you gonna make it out the hood if you ain't got the grades, if you ain't hooping, rapping, you know, opportunities ain't there for us. Yep, yep, yep. So we look at our kids' athletes as businesses. Yeah, so I guess like I guess if you're trying to make it to college, get a free education, you know what yeah. I'm But I tell like I tell parents like if you see your kid has super potential, and you gotta, I say, you gotta understand your genetics, to understand what he's gonna look like, to understand like, okay, <laughs> he's gonna be, he's gonna be all of six four, six five, six six. Yeah. You know, you know, you gotta prepare that too, to understand like, you know what, I'm gonna let, I'm gonna let him go through the process because I rather him, when he's turning into something, he's being pushed at it. He's been, you know, he's being challenged, so he gets to really fight for it. Like, you got these super kids. Like, you can yeah. see him early. You can see, like, okay, yeah. this my, he gonna be all right. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? And then you can push him along. Like, you know, if you, you know, you know, you got little genes, your son gonna be like, all right, let me hold him back, let him get a little stronger. Right, let right. Him, let him dominate a little bit older because college don't care how old he is. Mm -hmm. You know, if he can help, they gonna give him the scholarship. Right. You know, so I, I do understand that. So I tell, tell some kids, like, yo, understand what your kid is and what he's gonna be. To, to know what decision to make. You, all y'all just can't fall under the same umbrella. Right. You know what I mean? Exactly. Because you gotta remember, if your kid's supposed to be a superstar, every year you hold him back takes away from that. Because you gotta remember, if he's in eighth grade, instead of going to ninth to play against nine, 10, 11th, and seniors to understand that battle, he's playing against the seventh grade that's coming up to him. They ain't gonna teach him nothing. Right. So that means he loses a whole year of real skill development because of that, that holdback. Absolutely. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. Paul, I gotta ask you. I heard this rumor, I need to know if it's true or not. But uh, I think ninth or 10th grade year, did you check in at Crenshaw? And how long were you there for? Coach West told the story, but I need to know if it's yeah. true. Yeah, yeah, I did check in at Crenshaw. After my ninth grade year, Crenshaw was uh, at the time going all year round, Inglewood's head coach. And this is why I checked in at Crenshaw, because I went off of varsity summer league. I made the varsity summer league. And we playing in the Watts summer games. At, uh, at, was it at Compton College, I believe. And so we play against Morningside, our rivals, Inglewood Morningside. So I get in the game. I don't play the whole game. This is the biggest game for the city. Uh -huh. I don't get in the game. Two seconds left. He put me in while the other team is at the free throw line. Dude shoots. I box out to get the rebound, and I get elbowed in the eye. Game over. So I get in with two seconds left. I get a black eye. And, and, and humiliated, <laughs> and I'm like, I'm leaving. I, I can't play here. I can't play. You know what? This is this is this ain't this ain't what I, I want to play summer league for. And so, a lot of my junior high coaches got jobs over there under uh, Coach West's staff, Coach Stevenson, uh, who was my junior high coach. He he called me. He was like, man, you should come over to Crenshaw. We got a spot for you. You gonna, I said, man, I just want to play. He said, you're going to play. I know what type of potential you got. I get there on tryouts. First day, the gym is packed. So I'm like, damn, you know, you don't even know who I am. Uh -huh. you know, the Coach West, I didn't even know, he didn't even know who I was. I'm talking about, it's, it's about 500 kids trying out at Chris Shaw. Yeah. And then you had so many kids checking in. Mm -hmm. But what really threw me off was leaving school, catching the bus home. Crib, crib, crib. You know, I'm like, oh, oh, oh. I'm like, I'm like, hold on, man, is this really worth going here? Yeah. And they sweating me. I'm the biggest dude on the bus stop, so you know, it's about 15 kids. So every time they drive, I'm dunking. Like, yeah, yeah, I hope yeah. they don't pick me out the crowd. I didn't, I didn't want to go through that. <laughs> I didn't have no friends there. I, I didn't want to, you know, get jumped every day. I was like, I need to go back to Eaglewood. So my my Crenshaw lasts about two and a half weeks. Uh, I was out there playing a couple of days, but I was more scared to go there because I didn't know nobody. And that's why I went back to Inglewood. For sure. For yeah, sure. my boy from the Valley, my boy Gary Looney. Yeah, <laughs> with, I played with Gary. Oh, you did play? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, me and Gary were that Crenshaw together. Yeah, so I grew up with Gary in the Valley, you know, but he's from LA, but I played with him in the Valley. And he used to tell me stories about the bus stop. 
He's like, bro. Bus stop was wild. He, bro, he said, I wear, he said, I got my Jordans on at the bus stop. He said, I'm walking home in socks. Yeah, you might get jacked. Yeah, you, you push it in the locker and they rob the locker. Like, while you be working out, you come back and they somehow get into your shit and figure out the, the locker code. See, I don't know nobody. Yeah, yeah. Like, if I got boys there, then I feel a little more comfortable. Since I don't know nobody, if I get beat up or I get jumped, I'm like, who, I got no boys? I get back to Eaglewood, the guys I grew up with. I'm back over here. At least I'm comfortable over here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the reason I went back to Inglewood is because the junior varsity coach took the varsity job after after the summer. He was like, come back. You know, you're going to be on so the squad. So you played JV your first year? I played JV in the ninth grade. Yeah, see, people don't, like, I, that's what I, I said, I was on JV my first my freshman year. I didn't play, though, much, yeah. but I was on it. But, but kids think, oh, man, I need to make varsity my first year. Like, some do, some don't. It don't really oh, matter. No. Like, I know kids who played varsity four years, started varsity. But even then, it was rare for a ninth grader to play varsity uh, to play junior varsity. varsity. I was the only ninth grader on junior varsity. Because it was, it was, we had B's and C's back yeah, then. Yeah, freshman, sophomore, you had four know. teams. Yeah, so it was four teams. Like, it was, like, people, that's what I said, like, parents today, they, they're so stressful on yeah. my son got to play. The, like, there's a process. Process. Let the process happen. Let it, let let him enjoy. Let him understand the game. Like you don't really right. gotta. Oh, he needs to play bar. He needs to. No, he don't. No. Like uh, shit. Damn near most NBA players from 2000, was it 2006 and below. Yeah. Damn near probably played JV the freshman year. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like making varsity, you already had to be developed. Yeah. Like you know you it, like if you're six eight now. How old are you freshman year? Six foot, six one. How about six one, six two? Yeah, that's what I said. It's, yeah, <laughs> you're still yeah, growing, yeah, so you're yeah. not who you are yet. Shit, I'm I mean, five seven. I was five ten. <laughs> yeah, I was like six one. Yep. I was five seven trying to try out for varsity at Crenshaw. I told my dad, like, what the fuck are we doing here? Like, <laughs> like this shit is Like, what am I supposed to be doing out here with these grown ass men? Yeah, yeah. Another one of the state championship. Yeah. But then obviously oh, I grew up, whatever. Days, but though. I obviously became an All American at Inglewood. You told the story that Roy Williams pulled out to the game at Compton. And that's where you knew. But I want to know, he was the, the only coach that came dude, to see you. He was the only white dude at the game. I promise you. <laughs> at comp, it was standing room only. You had gangbangers everywhere. I'm talking about this is the most, this is the craziest environment you ever want to get. Inglewood uh -huh. playing in a playoff game against the Means at Compton College. Man, people were scared to go to that game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it, it could jump off, you know. It, it, he was he was in there with his suit on. I was like, man, Roy, you a G for that. Because yeah, yeah. <laughs> I had a lot of friends that didn't come to that game. They just they just hung out in the parking lot. What's so funny is about like, like the playoffs. So my junior, you were playing Crenshaw. Mm -hmm. We were playing Crenshaw in the playoffs. So our jersey is orange and white, right? So I wore the Jordan. It was a Jordan, was it the 12s? But the shoes was red and black. It was red and black laces. That's what yeah, I'm right? So I got the black laces. <laughs> I get the call, say, yo, you can't wear those shoes here. You can't wear the shoes. What are you talking about? You can't wear those laces here. You better get all white laces, bro. Straight up. You better get white or black laces. Straight up. Like, serious? Like, you don't understand that city life. Certain codes you have to abide by if you want to be somewhere, hang out, or play ball somewhere. And I'm over here, like, can I wear the orange uniform? Can we wear the orange uniform? What rules? Like, this is my first time making the playoffs, and I'm like, I can't wear the red light. It's just, they was like, nah. The, uh, I was like, all right, man. So I took him out. Yeah. So you end up going to Kansas. I want to know, did, did Stacy from Menace Society impact that decision at all? He was, <laughs> a lot he was of the first. He was the first oh. dude to go to uh, go from the hood to Kansas. No, I know a lot of people were saying that. Man, I just truthfully, man, I needed to get out, get away. I had too many bad influences around in my life that I just knew that I had to make a decision as a man. And you know, I thought this was the best decision moving forward because I knew if I had went to UCLA or uh, a USC, you know, stayed close to home, that I wouldn't have gonna be able to accomplish my, my goals because it was just so many different distractions. And I was a focus and I knew what I wanted, but uh, I knew I had to go in the middle of nowhere. When I got there, it was just like, all right, I could just focus on who. I ain't gotta do nothing but go to school and who. Whereas at home, you got family members, you got friends who want tickets to the games. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they want to come hang out your dorm. Because I seen how it was when I was taking my visits. 
I seen how they dorms was all popping and they had their friends and they partying all the time. And I was like, I didn't want that. Mm -hmm. I didn't want that. Yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of hard, like, especially with West Coast kids, because West Coast kids don't want to leave the West. Yeah. They, they go stay somewhere around the West Coast. So when you went to Kansas, it, it was like different. Like. But, but you, it was, but you know, it made it easy. Jock Vaughn was from LA. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So, and then, you know, Ray Williams had an LA pipeline. Even Scott Pollard was from uh, San Diego. Um, so they made that. So it made it. It made it, it easier for me, you know, having a guy that I, I kind of looked up to, Jock Vaughn, and talking to him, being he was an LA kid, and it made it, it made it easier for me to go there. Because I was going to go to Kansas State. Oh yeah. Yeah. That was wow. so that was like uh, uh, I was getting recruited there. Mm -hmm. So I went, took my visit. Um, and they were like, yeah, we're going to give you a 1,000 minutes as a freshman. I'm like, oh, shit, I don't know what that means, but that just sound like a lot of minutes. It sounds like a lot of minutes, right? So, so basically, I'm in school today. I'm going to Kansas State, and then, like, DePaul came in and Arizona came in, like, at the, like towards, like, so I'm like, all right, I'll just go visit. I didn't get to go to uh, uh, DePaul because Pat Kennedy's. So uh, what year did you come out of high school? 99. Oh man, once Arizona came knocking, shoot. Yeah, so Arizona, but, but the thing with Arizona was different. It was more, since you're so young, we're gonna redshirt you. Oh, wow. And, okay, so we have Jason Terry. He did the four year, you know, thing. Then he's the number 10 pick. So we think, we're, we know you're gonna be that. So you come here, you're gonna be a pro. So I'm like, oh yeah, I'm gonna be a pro. Uh, like, Wilson oh. was producing pros. So like, he's like, you know, all our guards, he, so they're naming all the guards. like All guards. He said, like, you come in our system, you're gonna be a pro. He said, this is who we have coming. Then he named them all All-Americans. And yeah. I'm like, and then he's like, you know, you're the type of guard we want. So, you know, make a decision, you know? I'm like, all right. So I went on my visit, right? There's a pickup game. Michael Dickerson's playing, Ruben Douglas, everybody's at this pickup game. I played against I, pl I play in a pickup game, killing them. I look, at, I look at Michael Dickerson, like, so I don't, you know, I don't know. I've looked at Mike D. And he's the like, man. He big as shit. I say, man, man, you you pretty nice, bro. Like, you should, you should try for the basketball team. Right? I'm thinking he's not a, say that. I'm thinking he's a football I player. Say that to <laughs> I swear to God, because cause he was so young. So at the time, Mike Dickerson was probably in the league. Yeah. Getting buckets. Yes. Yeah. Now he was in the league. And he, he was, was coming, coming back. Yeah, he was coming back. Play, play like, pickup yeah, with like, y'all. You should play on the team because he, he was off. That man was yoked. Like, yeah. I, you don't see basketball players like that. So I'm like, man, you should, you should try for the basketball team, bro. And it's like, yo, you don't know who that is? Right. Like, it was like, that's Michael <laughs> Dickerson. Wait, the NBA player? <laughs> and so that was like, I'm like, yo, the NBA players uh, is built like that? Oh, no. It's like, I got to get my weight up. <laughs> they built like that, bro. And then I told my dad, I was like, yo, I think I can play there. Yeah. Because I've just finished playing. It was NBA players on it, and I was doing all right. Right. And then that's what made me, and then I was like, you know what, I'm just going to shoot for it. Right. And then that's what made me make that decision. That definitely was a guard school. They, yeah. they put us out the tournament. Oh, man, that was sick. <laughs> that was the year we were supposed to win it. Mike Bibby and Miles Simon. Yep. It was nice. Let's talk about your time in the league. Obviously, everybody's talked at length about the big three. But before they made the trades to get Ray Allen and KG in there, you wanted to actually go to the Mavs, right? Yeah, man. I, uh, a lot of people don't even know this. I, I wanted to go to Dallas. And... At the time, I didn't want to be that guy to make a public trade announcement. Yeah. You know, that wasn't the most popular thing like it is today. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I was trying to manufacture something to the Dallas, because I just didn't think the Celtics was going to ever turn it around. Yeah. Because it was me and Antoine, we was building something, then they tore it down. And I'm like in the middle of my fifth, sixth year, I'm getting better. I'm in the all-star game every year. And then we going back to rebuilding. And then we had a worst uh, record in the league in 2006, 2007, and I'm like, I'm the oldest on the team, and I'm 27. <laughs> yep, yep. You know, I'm like, you know I, why I want to play with a bunch of 19-year-olds? You're like, it's time for me to start getting some love. You know, I'm looking at Cole, I'm looking at T-Mac, Vince, y'all all going to the playoffs, y'all having playoff success. I just want to get in the playoffs. I want a shot. And at the time, the Mavs, they was pushing the button. They was winning 50 games every year. Yep. They was that team that was like, they needed one more player I feel like could get them over the top because dirt was dirt. And I was like, shit, they gonna be there. 
yep. and get that one dude. And I was like, I think I could be that dude. So I wanted to meet up with Mark Cuban. It never happened. You know, I was pushing the front office, like, you know, I'm my agent. Like, if I go anywhere, give me to Dallas. So how, how good do you think a big three of you, Dirk, and Jason Kidd could have been? Was, was it not Jason Kidd? It wasn't Jason Kidd. It would have been, uh, it is Nashville. It would have been Steve Nash. Oh, Nash was there still. Was Philly? Yeah, Philly? Like, no. It would have been Antoine Walker. Antoine Walker was over there, too. No, not at the time. Not at the time? Was not when I was pushing. You was no. pushing after that, so. Oh, it was Finley. Yeah, you're right. It was, it was Dirk and Finley. And then Nash came. No, Nash, no, he went back to Phoenix at the time. Uh, yeah. Oh, so you're yeah. talking about 2000s. Oh, that, yeah, Seven. when y'all was horrible, horrible. Horrible, horrible. <laughs> y'all was horrible, horrible. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, y'all was horrible, horrible. Yeah. So, so you and Dirk playing together, how good do you think that squad? That would have been nasty. Unstoppable? That would have been nasty. Oh, man. You would have had two of the slowest players at their position <laughs> getting buckets. Half straight, half court. <laughs> it was straight built for playoffs. Yeah. Half court, one on one, you on the island by yourself. Right. The Paul Pierce cut. Oh, I used to hate that. <laughs> the Paul Pierce cut. So, oh, <laughs> oh yeah. Coming from the yeah. weak side, like the, the, that. Was that was unstoppable. Yeah, dog. We like that's all. That's what it was called. The Paul Pierce cut. Like a lot yo, of people don't know. They don't know. I got an old play name that the <laughs> that the whole NBA started running. Yep. Paul Pierce cut. <laughs> <laughs> Got to talk about you and Kobe. You know, y'all had some, some some truly epic battles going at each other. What do you remember most from those times? And what's, what's your favorite memory of going up against Kobe? Well, I'm gonna tell you, our best battles wasn't even in the finals. It was in, at UCLA <laughs> pickup games. Man, we had some people don't even know about this because you know we used to play in the summertime at UCLA and. It used to get kind of like fiery between me and him. Because, you know, we Celtics, we still Celtics and Lakers, but we had some good battles then. But, you know, he was about as competitive as it get. And I always tell the story how competitive Kobe is. When we shot that commercial, uh, the Air Force. Oh, the second coming? The second coming. Yeah. We shooting that commercial. So I'm one-on-one -on -one with Kobe, right? And, you know, this is a commercial. We acting, mm -hmm. you know. They like, make a move, you know, he gonna make a move. So I'm making a move, he ripped me. I'm like, I look at him like, hey. <laughs> so I make a move again, you know, kind of like, like today. He, he, he knocked the ball out again. I'm like, dude, this is a commercial. We trying to make it look good. And so now we're in a full blown one-on-one. -on -one. <laughs> like sweating, like, like, but that's just, that's just COVID. Was a, I was at the UCLA games. Man. So when I was in high school, so I was, it was like my sophomore, junior year. I'm going up there, right? Cause yeah. I'm, so I'm playing at, you probably know, Valley College. So it was like, like little pros, like little like overseas guys yeah. that come. And I was like, you know what? You get to the point where you need to go to, you need to go to UCLA and coach them. So I'm coming to UCLA, right? You, Baron, Jelani Gardner's there, like uh, Rush. Like, so I'm going and I'm just watching, like, skip to Malou, like, yeah. all y'all, like, I, I used to, so I'm, I'm, my sophomore and junior year never got in. Yeah. Oh, no, hell no. Not even when y'all left. <laughs> like, I'm like, so I used to just yeah. sit there two years straight, yeah. and I was just like, there. I was going up there in high school, too. Just, and they wasn't, I was the top player by my senior year. And so they didn't let me play the first few times. Then they finally let me play, and I balled. And then I remember I went up to dunk on Olden Polonese and I called foul, right? <laughs> he was like, that ain't no foul. He was like, who is you? I said, yes, it is a foul. Then now he's running up with me. I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> I'm in high school. Like, what am I doing here? I was like, I don't want no problem, dog. <laughs> oh, here, you got it. Yeah. I was like, that was my first taste of the league right there. Yeah. Oh, man, he was about to whoop my ass. Yeah, Mitchell Butler put me on. Yeah. Yeah, Mitchell yeah. Butler is like my senior year. Mitchell Butler, like, because yeah. they were trying to get the game started. Because, you know, like, the sorrier players want to get that first game in. Get it in before everybody show before up. Before y'all build your team yeah, you before they record it again. Before that team get built. So he was like, hey, young fella, come with me. Like, all right. You know, I'm like, right. I finally made it, bro. Right, right. <laughs> Reggie Theus put me on. Oh, bro. Yep. The legend. So, obviously, you played with Doc with the Celtics. Y'all didn't get along at first, but it ended up working it out. Now James Harden going to the Sixers, going to be in a similar situation. What advice would you give James Harden about playing, playing for Doc? Ooh, man, I mean, I grew with Doc. 
you know, see, that, that was the thing. Uh, but the thing about James, I truly think he respects Doc. I don't think he respects Steve Nash, you know? And then his time in Houston just got old. You know, when you play for a team so long and it just, it just, y'all don't make it, it's just like, but I just don't, he gonna respect Doc. And Doc is gonna do everything in his power to try to make them two work. But my thing is, when I look at that, Embiid right now is the best big in the game, but I'm like, if I had a chance to play with the talent that Harden played with, I'd probably be walking out of here with five championships. Mm -hmm. I mean, he didn't play with Chris Paul, Westbrook, Kevin Durant, Dwight Howard, Kyrie Irving, and now you playing with Jim. Like, you talking, you played against with all Hall of Famers. Yeah. And that ain't worked yet. You, you, know, you, know, you know what it is? Is it's different than, it's different than when we played, right? Because we played and we had to adapt to different offenses, because he's never had to adapt, he don't have the off the ball scoring. He don't have those plays. He has the play, give me the ball at the top of the key. I'm gonna play the ISO ball, I'm gonna do that. That's his scoring 99.9% .9 of the time. So he don't have Balls that way, I'm back, back door and weak card. I'm going to post, I'm going to catch it at the elbow. He don't have off the ball scoring and no. don't know how to do it. So if the office isn't ran like that, I don't know. I don't think he can actually play with that. So he's going to always be unhappy. Always. He's going to always be unhappy because he doesn't, I don't know if he's ready to compromise his game and say, you know what? Let me learn how to backdoor and come off down it's streams too late for and that. come off of too late. And I think it's too late for it. Like how so, many, well, how old is he now? 32. You ain't gonna learn that now. And then that's what I said, it's not that gonna adjustment. Learn. It's like if you try to go into, into practice and say, James, I need you to get out on the break. I need you to get to this mid, I need you to spot up in the corner. Have you ever seen him do all of that? No. And, and, it's and, too late for and that. that. And that's the problem that he's gonna have with Embiid. You guys technically are both wanting to do the same thing. Catch a ball at the top of the key, and B want to pump fake, do all that. You want it, bounce, bounce, bounce. Y'all, y'all are clashing. That is going to yeah. be a clash. What ends up happening is one of them is going to say, "Yo, hey." Well, it's going to be brand new at first, so they're going to have their first run. They win it, everything is great. They're going to get say they lose. They're going to come back. Like, all right, this is going to be the adjustment this year. Mm -hmm. If that shit don't start working the following year. You see, James probably going somewhere else. Yeah, what's so funny is, shit, he didn't sign his extension, so he going to get a taste of it this the second half of the season <laughs> yeah. and realize, because you got to remember, we're talking, everybody talking about they had championships, they, they favorite, not realizing nah. it's only you two. Nah. So because the way you two play, Tobias, you don't even know it yet. Your game is about to be done. It's gonna be one on one wow. and then one on one. There's not gonna be, there ain't no seconds for you right now. Wow. So, what ends up happening is everybody's gonna be cut out of this offense to try to take these two that they don't have a team. Which team got better to you? Out of the Philly, Brooklyn. You think they got better? Because they got, they got that defense now. Now you got better defenders now. So, now you got better defenders, you have better shooters. So, what ends up happening is with Ben Simmons, KD don't actually have to play defense. So you don't have to guard LeBron, KD. You don't have to guard um, Greek the Freak. Let Ben do that. Let Ben take on that. So because yeah. Ben is a defensive player, he's getting more versatile. He can guard one, two, three, four, five. So with that being, that is such a great mobile piece that, like offense, you're not worried about offense because you got you got KD, you got you know Kyrie, you got enough offense to win games. You didn't have enough defense to stop players. Now you can actually stop players on defense. So now with Blake Griffin, he's not a liability anymore. Just throw Ben in there. Ben, you guard him. Ben, you, at the five, you guard a small five. Like, I can, you can, defensively, I think it changed, it changed him now. Yeah. Actually helps him in the half court. That's the only, that's the only thing. And then you have a playmaker. So you basically have a, you have a more versatile Draymond Green. Yeah. You know, yeah. you don't gotta, he, he ain't trying to score 30, so you don't have to worry about the offensive part. Yeah. He's gonna make that extra play, extra moves. But from there, it's the defensive side, and he gets to, yeah. you get, it gets to clean you up defensively. Right, right, right. I just think my thing is, 
Yeah, he got the skill. But what about his mentality? You know, to see him quit because somebody said something about him. Now, but it's like, not someone. It's like, I mean, but okay. What about the is that a championship mentality? Okay, so let's 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 take it back. Now let's say you you play with Rondo. What happened with Rondo mentally? You know, when 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 after that the, going into that first year when everybody's like, oh, is he the point guard and this and that and like mentally he's like trying to prove himself. Now imagine if that came out of your mouth and KG's mouth about him. You know what I mean? This is not like. The media saying it. This coming from the right, person me, I play with. I understand. Like, so you understand. you saying you don't need. No, it came from Doc and Doc and the, that coach. All right, so let me ask you this, Bill. If your coach was like, I don't know, going into the summer, I don't know if he can be the point guard. We can win the championship. What's your mindset? Trade. <laughs> Trade. Your mindset ain't like, all right, let me go to the summer work on my shit. No, I'm going to work on my shit, but and, and I'm gonna show them I can be that. No, I'm out. <laughs> Like, like, because, because now, think about it. He said, Trey, you already know, if he's saying, if he's saying, I don't think, think about it, how, like, how we played, right? We, we're, we're establishing ourselves. We are who we are. And he says, I don't think we can, I don't think he's a championship guard. That means, most likely, most likely, you're going to try to change the offense. You're going to try to change my game. <laughs> You're gonna try to change my game, and if if, if it all fails, everyone looking at but me. But y'all was y'all had the best record, and but they every, had the best record. But everybody's teams. looking. at You gotta remember, once you put that pressure, I don't think he's a championship guard. They don't. The pressure's not on Doc anymore. It's on the guard now. So now it's on you to perform. Any any failure is on you. So I'm like, you are, come on. You would have been. You would have did the same thing. Nah, I want that nigga. If they said that the MB, if he said that the MB, Doc was fired. Doc yeah. was fired. If, if if Doc said that about NB that summer, Doc was gone. It was what it done, bro. Show <laughs> ass about it. <laughs> but because everybody was against Ben, nobody cared. Right, right. If that was Doc, if that was NB, yeah, they, had Doc, the per they, they used the perfect scapegoat. Perfect scapegoat. <laughs> and that's what the, my whole thing is like. Y'all are complaining about a guy whose job is to get y'all the ball. We know he don't shoot. He's an all-purpose player. Like, just say we need more offense. Like, he, know, he knows he f***ed up. You ain't got to throw him under the bus. Like, we Dude, know. Right under the bus. We know man. we f***ed up. Like, damn, I need to f*** up. You know, like, I need to get better. Let me go into the summer, do my thing, and then, you know. But y'all throwing me under the bus. I ain't seen you my mind. When you watch him in warm-ups, he, he knocking threes down. Pop, pop. Then he get in the game, I won't shoot it. I watch, I watch him this summer, right? And I'm looking at the mechanics, trying to figure out. He got like, good mechanics. He got good mechanics. Shoot the shit out of the ball. like. I, I guess I when the game start, he's he's one of the guys that's like mental block. If he would have shot with the, the the mindset that I don't feel comfortable shooting, we would be talking to him like everyone's doing Westbrook. Man, yo, stop shooting, bro. You messing the team up. At least, <laughs> like, it reminds me of Rondo. Rondo took the shots that he know he can make. Like my job made to shoot. My job is to make the, make sure you get the ball right. Make sure Ray get the ball. What y'all looking at me for? Like I'm right. gonna take the shots that I take. Right. But with Ben, it's like, nah, we need you to score 20. He's like, that ain't my job. My job right, is to, right. if I get a wide open layup, but I think it all came down to that layup that he was already mentally, like, offensively gone. Checked out. He was mentally already gone. So you under the basket, you're like, oh, shit, I was right. I was my yeah. bad. Like, it just all went downhill. You don't feel comfortable at the free throw line. You know, you know like, it happens. But nobody's talking about the defensive side. Trey Young wasn't playing well. He shut Trey down. Like, he did his part. Offensively, he didn't help, but let him work on that this summer. You don't throw him under the bus. Like, nobody, like, LeBron James didn't throw, what's the name under the bus? J.R. Smith, when J.R. Smith got the rebound and dribbled it out. Oh, yeah, he did. He made him a lifetime meme. What you they mean? They made dope. But he did like this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, because, but then you saw the meets about dude going to get the Hennessy? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> nah, that was a lie. You know what? That, like, no, that's, a, that's almost like the same thing. Think about it. Like, you don't react to your teammate like that but you just on the court. But you're reacting in, the, in real time, though. You're like, like real, but, but uh, in the press conference, he did it. We, right. we realized, nobody realized we had a timeout. None of us realized that there was this time. We didn't know he was going to get the rebound. Shit, the nigga got the rebound. 
you know, we we all yeah. we all did a part in this because like there was no nobody saying like after the time, hey, if we get the rebound, they miss, call a timeout. We, right. No one knew nothing. So, you know, he gets the ball, he dribbles it out, it's like it's had a mishap. Chaos. But because nobody threw him under the bus, you know, it's right, right. right. And that's a, that's the thing. Like, I don't mind outside noise, this but the, the people I battle with. You know what I mean? The, the people that I battle with, like, they gotta ride with you. Yeah, you 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 hold my secrets, so you know what I'm afraid of, right? You know, yeah, we know Ben scared. We know I know that, so I'm not gonna expose that to the public right. unless I'm just done with you. Period. You yeah, that's I mean? real. That's real. You know, that's it's almost it's like a, that's almost like a, a code, like a, a team code. Like it's you know, a, it's a team code. It's like because we talk, we we're with each other so much, and that was my thing from it. Like when people talk about mentally, feel, I'm like, I'm like, there's no way he can go back. They already broke that code. Like you gotta remember when you're teammates, like you, you, there are players like if my girl's cheating on me, one of the players know. Like we talk about it, like damn man, I don't even know what to do, man. Like so if he outs me, like you, damn, uh, we ain't boys no more. Yeah, we ain't boys no more, bro. I can't. Oh, like I'm, you think I'm gonna get in the game right. and pass you the ball, bro? Right. Nah, right. man, y'all about to keep you off the court. And, and that's that's how it is, cause I was like. Where do you think he's gonna? You think he's gonna pass the ball to MB? You think he's listening to yeah. Doc saying? Like, I swear. It becomes one of those things. Like, if I'm the organization, I don't want him to play. Like, I'm trying right. to win, and I don't. I, why does he have a? Why does he want to win for us? But at the same time, I ain't gonna forfeit millions of dollars either. You know, come on. They, you know, they, <laughs> they, don't, they don't have that. They don't have that clause we have. They, uh, if a player's going through mental stuff, they can't find him. So he didn't lose millions like they said. They yeah. find him that first game, and then they'll find him for practices and stuff like that he didn't show up to. Okay. But but our game check is way different. Right, right. <laughs> so that was really, that's the advantage Philly lost. So Philly lost the advantage, like, I'm going to keep, like, you don't want to play, you're going to lose a game check. You know, you make 400000 for the game, that's a big difference. Yeah. You know, you finding me 20000 because I didn't show up to team practice. Right. You know, 400,000 is big, so once they got, once they find them that first time and took that check, oh, now, nah, uh, ah, ooh, mental, oh, I miss, <laughs> ah, y'all got some team doctors around uh, here? <laughs> like, you uh, started using that, like, you can. For us, it was the back. Yeah, Our the era back. was the back. Hey, when the player wanted to check out, I'm like, my back hurt. Did he, but he used the back, too. The, but the he, back, you can't really, like, you can't really, yeah. evaluate the back <laughs> or nothing. All you do is you get massages <laughs> or ice. Like, the back ain't got no timetable. Like, but that's why we're like, when, 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 when Shaq and him went at him, I'm like, come on, you was a prima donna, too. And right. we all was prima donnas. We just, we just did it different. Right. <laughs> we just did it right. different. Right. We used bag, knee, ankle. We used whatever. Oh, the arthritis is kicking in. You know, we <laughs> used anything that they couldn't check. Back spasms. The back was the best one. My That's first, the one everybody My first used. AR, my IR injury. Because you remember, like, IR. Uh, you can't be saying AR, though. Uh, AR. I mean, uh, IR. The IR. You remember, we didn't, have D, we didn't have G League. But we didn't have G League. So those three players on IR, back spasms. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Paul, we appreciate you pulling up, man. Thank you so much for coming through. It's been another episode of No Chill with Gilbert Arenas, one of my favorite to date. Uh, we'll be back with more very soon.